by the way, welcome, Sam Bagan, episode seven. We're still alive after a couple months. Still alive, still chopping wood. It's a literal couple, two months. Yeah, and Rome wasn't built in a day, you know? This shit takes time. Um, but for those of you not watching the video right now, Stove's got on what I would qualify as a pretty electric fit with the, the dad shades yeah. and the Reggie well, Miller. These are kind of these shades are kind of bridging the gap between like the the what you see today from the young the young bucks out in the in the social media realm and dad glasses. You know they got the little angular shape, but they have the audacity of this reflection. Look at the color of this reflection. Are you kidding me? Yeah, those are fresh. Honestly, great great caddying glasses. Reggie. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I. I wouldn't say for me, my personal look. I don't like to wear glasses. I barely like to wear a hat. So, Question for you. Um, it's been a minute since I've been on the caddy grind, and I'm about to get back up and running. Um, do you think it makes a difference at all if I, like, show up wearing some raggedy-ass shoes and, like, not nice sunglasses and, like, a shitty hat? Or if I rock, like, my best shit? You think it makes a difference in how they kind of pay you and how they view you and, and look at you? What would, what would your advice be on that? Or do you think that's just an awful question? <laughs> well, I'd say your appearance definitely depends on your age. So if you're a little younger in the caddy game, I'd say like me or you, you're almost, I'd say 30s probably about bridging the gap between when you like get past, all right, are you doing this for a little or are you doing this for a long time? type of deal so like if you're young and you're wearing flashy stuff i feel like the the golfers get it it's like you want to look good out there if you're older and you're looking like a like a rundown caddy that just is like yeah. there for the money and the grind strictly like i feel like they understand that script but when you cross those that's when you could get a little iffy when you're a young kid that wears old shit it's like does this like does this kid really is this even kid care, homeless? or is he just trying yeah. to take money from me? Yeah. Or is he buying into the process from an early age and really just doesn't care what he looks like from the beginning? Yeah. But then think about the reverse angle. If you're an old guy that rocks flashy ass stuff, you're definitely looking like an absolute sketchball out there. It's like, dude, this guy has got to calm down. Like, why? Yeah. Like, put your green, leave your greens book in your car, buddy. Like, we don't. Yeah. Need that. Like, wait, do you enjoy sneezing? I mean, I enjoy sneezing probably anywhere. <laughs> There's three places I don't enjoy sneezing, where, and where it would those? probably be driving, peeing. And caddying while someone's in their backswing. How about that? That's your top <laughs> that's three. Good. That's your top three I can worst think of, times. I can think of one. I can think of one other time that's inconvenient to sneeze, but I'm not going to say it for the sake of, uh, you know. Dude, dude, I, dude! I saw this video on the internet of like. So I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but there's like apparently oh, this dude. scene where like the like it blows up and it's like all quiet. Some guy took a video. And like he he farts like right as it goes quiet, and it's like this epic ass scene, and he just rips ass in the movie theater, and the whole crowd is just like you hear one person like hit like a, and then the whole place just like kind of goes nuts with it. Oppenheimer, you gotta go see it. Yeah, one of the better movies I've seen in theaters in a couple of years for sure. Have you seen Barbie? No. <laughs> 
Although I've, dude, I've heard everyone I've heard that has seen it has says it's very good. I have no intention yeah, well, to go see it, but well, the the only reason I'm not seeing it right now is because of what I'm about to say, and it would help your little problem right there. I do not go to movie theaters now because of that what you said the buying thing. Well, you can see like the capacity of the theater, so. I wait until the movies aren't that popular anymore, and they're on like their last legs or they're like their last week in the theater, and then I go see them you with go. like nobody there, and I yeah. get like a fully immersed experience. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> this? Just pops into like, my brain. I'm, I'm Have you seen for that on Oppen? Okay. Well, so, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's very good. I will say to strap in, maybe take an Adderall because it's like three and a half hours. It was one of those movies. Kind of like Lord of the Rings-esque where it just like kept going. There was like four times I thought it was going to end and it just fucking kept going. Um, I was going to ask you, are you a... Adderall for a movie though. I'm just kidding. It was a... Yeah. Um, I could see you being a Quentin Tarantino guy. Are you? Oh, yeah. Every every single one. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I, that's my favorite thing when people say that movie stinks. It's like, no, it doesn't. You that movie's fucking ass. awesome. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about filmmaking if you say that movie's ass. Like that, that movie, movie rules. Glorification and that that brought to life like sixties, seventies Hollywood too. Like what it was really like. So good, alive then, and that was one of the best parts of it. And his Dude. writing is just perfect to the little ad libs like how people our age today would say like um and shit like that he would implement that into into even his writing so it sounds so real and so honest and genuine when like some of those conversations his characters are having i love that little not conspiracy but like storyline take that all his movies exist in a, a potential like real reality and they all exist in the same time period just at different times and places like in the world you know but they all exist like around a time where it's like somewhat civilized because they have the consistencies like the the reds apple cigarettes and the white car that bruce willis drives in pulp fiction shit like that and what uma thurman being like parallel in multiple movies Kill Bill. Like and he recycles a lot of his characters yeah i mean dude those movies are fucking dude, sick. sick sick because movies. they're so realistic too and so well done like those movies they all kind of like like i don't really like scary movies not that i'm like it's not a scared thing it's just i just think they're stupid but a, but quentin tarantino's movies kind of scared the shit out of me like once upon a time in hollywood the cult shit going on in that movie this isn't a segue, but, like, I'll just put this out on the record. Cults scare the fuck out of me. I'm terrified of, of cults. Well, I think they're absurd. Well, I mean, you gotta, at a point, like, there are people that, like, are probably existing in cults right now in the world. It's crazy. Tom Cruise is one of them. reason or another way. Tom Cruise well, is whether they don't cult. want to be on the radar or they're just, like, uncivilized, too. Like, some... Like every, no, I just I think people are crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, what do you mean we're crazy? Yeah, but not in that way. Like, I'm a kind, loving kid, but like, I'm not gonna like. But yeah, like a weird but, crazy, and I'll sneak on a golf but course, but I'm not if, gonna join a fucking. But what if cult. they? 
But what if those people think someone like, what if they like caught wind of this on the airwaves and they were like, that kid's fucking crazy. That <laughs> lunatic. I mean, perspective is yeah. everything. So yeah, I guess, but yeah. Per- perspective is everything, dude. My biggest thing about perspective is nowadays, like when you're getting, when you're getting or sending text, it's like, you know who you're talking to so you can like think how they're delivering that set of words but like that could be completely different than the the way that person meant it but in yeah. when it all like when it's all said and done it's all about like personal per- like if i say one thing like in a text it's all up to how you perceive it if you, you think i'm being dumb yeah. or aggressive or happy or sarcastic like it's all it's literally up to you how you take it because you don't see me say it. it's just work the glasses are coming on it's time to turn this pod up did you watch that game last night or no what is that game Hall of Fame game, dude. Demarcus Ware, your boy, sang the national anthem. Apparently, he killed it. I missed it though. Oh, I have no. Did the Cowboys play? No, he was just there. I don't know why. He might be getting inducted, or did I he mean, already? He's probably, yeah, he's he's probably in the inductee class again. I'm not an off season sports, it. regardless of a guy. Can I just, dude? I get it. The Giants are doing well. You, that was a good question I proposed to you last night because I don't really know. I think if they – because they have three more games played than the Dodgers. Like if they had just won one of those three games because they have the same amount of wins or the Dodgers have one more win, like they would be in first technically. But Yeah. Dude, the – okay. So We're two ba- and a half back. Baseball games? Baseball games? When you, if you just know, if you like after like the the next day or like later in the night, you look at the score and you just see the outcome, you're not as upset as if you like watch the game and know exactly what occurs the entire time. Because I watched the Phillies all weekend when the Pirates series now through the Marlins series, when you know what occurs in the games, it get you so much like i could as a as a fan that just like watches as it comes and goes because there's a hundred was it still 162 games they haven't downsized it they were talking about like 143 still or something like that yeah but when you just like if you watch the games and like you don't know oh we used that pitcher last night or we had a bullpen game the day before or Real Muto uh, sliced open his hand the night before sliding so he couldn't stitch it up well enough for the matinee the next day. So, like, that's why he, like, when you know stuff like that, like, it gets you so much more frustrated. Or, like, in the Pirates game three, I think the ump strike zone was super high. Like, that gets you so much more frustrated with the outcome, especially when the Phillies lose in the fashion that they did was it two nights ago now they blew i call it four different leads they were up five nothing five to two seven to five and eight to seven and they lost nine to eight in the 12th inning like damn that wow that's a tough one to watch but yeah yeah but if you watch that if you just oh you don't know what happens you check the box score you have no idea like the roller coaster of emotions you you like went on watching the game yeah, I think um, – no, baseball is definitely, like, not a great sport for this generation of, like, up-and-coming kids to watch 
just because it requires a lot of attention and you have to be like dialed in and like I know my attention span is is not the best and like I can only imagine what like younger kids are their attention spans are like but I will say the fact that they introduced the uh the pitch clock has been an absolute game changer for MLB games are so much fat I feel like it's it's a little bit of a renaissance going on in, in the bigs right now. Yeah, but is there a part of you that feels like it's almost too fast? Because, like, no. if, dude, if the pitchers if the pitchers are pitching good, like, that game is faster than a Little League World Series game. Like, that thing is around two hours. And I've seen games that have been, like, like seven to four or something like that. Like, a decently high-scoring game, and it's still, like, two hours, 45 minutes. I think, like, I don't know, this is just me, but it's just a slight tinker, but, like, 20 seconds? It should be maybe 25. Yeah. Just, like, you got to give the, the pitchers a second to breathe. Sometimes it looks like they don't even, if they hesitate, if, like, the catcher throws the ball back to them right away, they're not, like, immediately on, on like, the same wavelength as everybody out there. It's, yeah. Looks like they're rushed, especially if well, there's a runner on base. That well, a runner on base that's fast that you've tried to pick off once or twice. Where if you don't pick them off the third time, it's a balk. Like some of these rules really put the pitchers in tough spots, you know. And yeah, that's where you see just like absolute meatballs being served up. I mean, it all comes down to I feel like the entertainment value that you know the fans get from yeah, it, you, and so yeah, like the runs fact that... are more exhilarating. Yeah, and I kind of I'm curious, like from a pitching perspective, I'd be curious. Because I know, like, in golf, you know, th- these PGA Tour events are just violently slow. And I know a lot of, like, most golfers would say that they probably play a little bit better when they're in their rhythm, when they're playing quick. I'd be curious what percentage of MLB pitchers would rather move at the pace they're moving at now versus what guys like to take their, you know, take their time. Because there's nothing worse than a pitcher who takes their sweet-ass time, has a long-ass wind-up, you know, constantly hitting the rosin bag, hitting their fi- hitting their fingers, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I I almost hate, like, the, like, it's not, like, ruining, it doesn't ruin the game, but, like, in, like, a hostile environment, like, where a game, like, in, like, Philadelphia or a rivalry, like, Dodgers versus Giants, where if somebody went over to first one too many times, like, there's immediately, a, like, a huge uproar from the fans, like, boo. Like, yeah. it's done away with shit like that, where I think that's not, that doesn't, when the fans are booing like that, like, that doesn't even, because it's one, like, sometimes they throw over one time, and they're just roaring, that, like, that, like, that's just baseball, like, that's not respecting the integrity of the game, like, if, if a golfer, if a fly, like, maybe, yo, this is, this is crazy hypothetical, maybe he forgets to put on deodorant, and he's playing down in the swamp in Florida, and there's a lot of flies going around his face, maybe he steps off the ball one too many times throughout the round, like, the fans aren't, like, booing him for stepping no. off the ball, you know? Yeah, but that's baseball, it's so, completely different sports. Completely different sports. Yeah, um, but you gotta, like, respect the integrity of the game no. at that point, like, I also think this, I... I think there's an unwritten rule in the MLB where, like, because you see all these Twitter clips of, like, young kids doing these, like, crazy, like, they pick, they go for the pickoff attempt and, like, the first baseman, like, 
hides it in the back of the web of his glove and like fake throws it back to the pitcher and then he tags him out. Like I think there's an unwritten rule in the MLB. Like, yeah, we don't play that fucking bullshit. Like we're not fucking doing hidden ball tricks and shit on you guys. Like we're just trying to play baseball here. Like we, yeah. we still want to uphold the standards of this. I was listening to a podcast, I believe. Yeah, it was a podcast. There was a Reds. There's a golf company I follow. No laying up. They're very well known. Uh, they're great. I was listening to one of their podcasts and they had uh they do a podcast where they just talk about all of life's events, sports, music, mood, whatever, food, whatever. And uh, they had a Reds announcer on the podcast, and he used to play for the Reds back in the day. He was a pitcher. And they were talking about this time where it's back in the 70s or maybe the 80s, whatever. This pitcher, I think it was his debut or something like that. He threw over to try to pick off the runner at first. He threw over, I think it's the it absolutely is the record. He threw over like 21 or 27 times in a row before throwing a pitch to home plate. 20 like in the 20s. Which is absurd. That's that probably a took wide fucking gap you gave me. 21 All right, it's to in 27. The, You're covering it's in the a lot of numbers there. It's in the 20s. That's a ridiculous amount of pickoffs or attempts at picking off somebody. I mean, that takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then he said, I, mean, I think he got he got booed. He got booed by his own fans. And then he gave up a hit, I'm pretty sure. Dude, oh my God. Can you imagine? Isn't that absurd? Can you imagine being at a game watching? Mine. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, baseball, you just see, like... The game has been being played for over a hundred years. Like you still see like absurdities, oddities, and like yeah. everything in between that happens. Like every single day, if you if you watch like baseball tonight or some some baseball recap show, they have some absurd stat about like yeah they're fishing sometimes with the stat, but they pull out some shit and you're like. Oh, he's on that list with fucking Mickey Mantle, bro. Are you kidding me? That's fucking crazy. Like, you know, like they pull out some crazy stuff. Dude, and the NBA is where they really reach. It's like, oh, he scored 56, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 steals, and 2 blocks. The only person that's done that since then is Julius Irving. And it's like, all right, dude, 56 points. When did we start picking the number I'm not a huge stats guy. One thing I did see, though, uh, well, yesterday, actually, this, these are some interesting stats. So the Giants yesterday won one to nothing, and we had two hits. Um, and then that is pretty sick. And then the Cubs in two games scored like 36 oh runs against the Reds. Which is absurd. Yeah, I mean, they scored a lot last night, too. I'm pretty sure they scored another Let's see. five last night. Uh, they scored five. I think they scored four, 40 runs in a three-game series. That's that, not that's absurd. The Cubs. Cubbies, little resurgence. Well, yeah, dude, if you look at that central standings. Have you been to a game at Wrigley? Late. No, dude. All right, now that I'm done college, that's my new thing is I got to start checking – Checking baseball parks off my. Have you been to Camden? Off my list. I'm trying to get to it, dude. What the Camden River Sharks or Camden Yards? Camden Yards in Baltimore. Yeah. It's supposed to say the Camden River Sharks. That's a fucking beauty of a stadium. <laughs> Don't know where that is. But yeah, no, I've been to Camden River Sharks. Is it's right New across. New Jersey. Uh, I was gonna say the street. 
Yeah, right across the the bridge in Philadelphia, the Walt Whitman, I think, or it might be the Ben Franklin. But yeah, I've been to Can the only two actually I think I've been to Fenway, but I wasn't old enough to really recall it. I was a young lad. So I'm only counting Shame. two right now. Citizens Bank and Orioles, but me and this. Those are the only two you've been to. About to hit up a. Yeah, me and this wow. Towson are about to hit up a uh, a Pirates game, so PNC will be checked off. PNC is a cool looking stadium, kind of the Oracle Park of the East, some might say. Dude, the the yellow bridges in the backdrop. Wait, so how many have you been to? So well, I've there's hit, a lot of teams in California to Yeah, I've hit I've I mean, hit I think there's four teams, the, right? Well Pennsylvania's no, one of the five. only states with multiple. I've hit every California many, stadium. Padres, what is Angels, Dodgers. On. Padres, Angels, Dodgers, Giants, A's. I've yeah, been to yeah, all those. I've never been to the Mariners Stadium. Um I have been to Fenway. Didn't the A's just put in their bid or whatever? I don't know exactly what's bid for the A's. I think so, which would honestly probably be the best thing for them. But it is sad because I will say I'm not an A's hater by any means. Like, the Oakland A's fans are are very loyal, um, and they've been around there for a long time. So it is kind of sad to see them go. And the Raiders were ripped away. And the Dubs were ripped away. I mean, they had – yeah, it's it is a bummer. Dude, Uh, that – I would – and that stadium – like, what's going to happen to Oakland? The stadium sucks. What is it? I'll – Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Like what's Alameda, Alameda. I don't know. They should Alameda, probably blow it up. Alameda. I mean, I'm not from it's out a, there. I was calling it La Jala. <laughs> yeah, you need to get your We are uh Anyway, um Yeah, they should probably just blow it up. But I I will say like Chase Center is great where the Warriors play now in the city. You think they should blow it up? I mean, it's just a wasted space. But that area sucks. It's kind of a yeah, it's tough. Feel bad for the A's fans. We, you mentioned to me last night the days of worst team statistically for sure right now in baseball, and you said worst team statistically. Well, the Royals were worse than them. The Royals were worse than them a week ago, and then the Royals are on a six-game winning streak right now. Baseball is wild because for the longest time the Royals were like the ass cheeks of the league, and then there was a couple years stretch where they, I think they won a World Series. Right, we beat them in the World Series. Uh, but I think they did win one. They had all I know is they had mistaken. Lorenzo Cain, dude. Lorenzo Cain. I think Mike Mustakis, maybe. Mike Mustakis. Who was? They had Hosmer on first base. Uh, Hosmer. Uh, yeah. uh, they, 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 they had some guys. Really your your old snaps used to send to me a couple of years ago when you would sit at those Warriors playoff games. Like you wouldn't even care where you were sitting. Sometimes you would be all the way at the top. But, like, any video you sent, it would just be like, Warriors. Like it was best. just absolute, like, pandemonium every single time, dude. And, like, the Did best thing catch... about the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. What? The best thing about no. the Warriors is when, dude, they're down, like, eight. And you're like, man, are they about to, is this about to get away from? And then it's like, Steph three, Clay three, Steph three. And it's like, they're up one. And then the other team calls a timeout. And you're like, oh, wait. I forgot. It's the fucking Warriors. Like what? Yeah, I was gonna say if they're if they're connecting. I think I was at. I don't. It was a playoff Western Conference Finals. I can't remember the year. I think it was 2018. And uh, I went with a buddy. We sat. We had pretty nice seats down the lower bowl at Oracle, and we were down to the Rockets. Game five or six. We were down like 18 at half. We're like, oh fuck, we're playing terrible. And we come out second half just. What kind of Rockets? Firing. Who's who was on the Rockets? Obviously James. 
Harden, CP3. Who is the big man? Um, what's his name? Capella. Clint Capella. Uh, Eric Gordon was on that team. He was nice for a bit. Trevor um, Ariza. Was Chandler Parsons still playing for him? Maybe. I can't remember all the role guys. But anyway, yeah, we were down like 18 at half, and we came out and cut that lead to like five within like two or three minutes. It was absurd. Like Clay hit like three corner threes in a row back to back to back series. It was, anyway, great time. And that place got jumping. RIP. So wait, is it, does it still stand the old oh, article? Yeah. Yep. I think they have concerts and whatnot there so like now, what? but damn, it's just crazy. kind of depressing because well, there's, we... there's no meaningful sporting events ever going on over there, and that used to be a, a, well, yeah. a mecca for it. And the Dude, Raiders too. Yeah, I mean, that California was... is a huge state. Like, yeah, how the yeah. fuck do you fucking pencil I do... in one per, like one? I don't even know. One franchise yeah, I, to be just like there and draw that much. Like, dude, it's such a big area to draw affiliation from. Yeah. I can't imagine, too, being like a Raiders A's fan living over there and then your teams are just ripped from you. Like, that must be an awful feeling. Like, do you move with the team? <laughs> or do you just <laughs> fucking switch teams? It's like, am I selling out my team or am I selling out my fucking roots and my state and like where I grew up and everything, you know? Yeah. I feel lucky. I feel like both of us aren't going to ever have to deal with our teams moving. What's the, what's the closest team to San Diego? Like what happened when the chargers left? Did they remain chargers fans or did they? I think I've I've asked people that. I think it's kind of a coin flip. I think some of them definitely did. And then some of them were, were pissed and, it was probably very a uh, very convenient time to become a Rams fan too, right? I don't know if there's such thing as a Rams fan to be honest with. Dude, you yo, know. you got to stop drawing this fucking line with like your teams and and your team's enemies. You can't even entertain the conversation of like a team that isn't a, that is an enemy of your team's being potentially like even respectable. Like You're right. I as a Cowboys I as a Cowboys fan living in Philadelphia like I fucking love that the Eagles are good. It's fucking fun to like oh, listen bet. to people absolutely like Whenever I mention the Dodgers or anybody in the Western Conference in basketball, you're like, well, the fucking Giants are pretty good. The Niners, <laughs> they're, they're a gritty old bunch. Like, I, Dude, I, I, I will you, ride and text. die with my teams. I understand. Ride and die, you baby. Gotta, you got to be able to at least entertain the other team. Like, these, some of these teams are so good. And, like, the talent pool of every professional league is so saturated. Like, there's people in the NBA on the last place teams, like, averaging 28, 30 points a game, like, just putting up ridiculous stats because it is just one of the most competitive fucking things in the world. No, I agree. Like, you, sometimes Dude, I think... you just got to give the old Phil Mickelson yeah. the cap. Yeah, dude, like Denver, I think Denver, like the Nuggets, awesome team. I think, like, last year, obviously we had our issues, and, like, you know what, like, the Lakers beat us. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a, a sham of a series or anything. It doesn't mean I have to like the Lakers. Because the Rams are new to California, I'll give you a pass on saying there's, is there such thing as a Rams fan? I'll just say, but okay. you don't give the Dodgers any credit. That's my so the Dodgers. That's my least favorite sporting team on the planet. On the planet Earth. Oh my! 
but they're fucking good, and they got a good bankroll, man. No, Look they're at definitely that roster. no, they're like uh, there's no getting away from the fact that they're talented. There's no there's you know no doubt about it, and they take advantage of the market that they're in, hundred um, <clears> percent. <throat> having said that, do you think that like the, where are the big where are the big time names going to San Francisco, bro? They're all going to L.A. Cause come answer on. me this: How many World Series do the Dodgers have in the past twenty five years? Oh my god, dude! This is like a classic, ar- classic argument. I don't, dude. I don't know, but probably not one. that many. And you one, know what year it was? One? You know, yeah. yeah. You know what year it was? Yeah, it was the lockout year. Year. They played year fucking the fifty game. games. Yeah, bullshit. That's I'll, not a real yeah, World Series. I'll put the we same asterisk on that one. I'll put the same asterisk on that one as like LeBron winning the NBA Finals that year. Thank he you. And what are the what are the both those teams have in common? They're from LA. This is what they do. Times, you know, the Sixers play in the same fucking division as the Celtics. The Cowboys play in the same division as the Eagles. The Flyers fucking could milk a cow lately. But the Braves have been absolutely one of the best teams in baseball for the past half decade plus. I was just looking at that. Just fucking. You guys are. You guys are nine games above five hundred, and you're eleven and a half games and back. Crazy. <laughs> well, that's like the fucking Yankees. They're five games above five hundred, and they're last in last their place. They're ten games back. That's insane. Good to see the O's playing well. Um, I will say too, if there's a team in the NFL I'd love to see succeed that isn't my team, um, I like the you're Ravens not team, say man. The Ravens. I, I like oh, Lamar. My. Goodness. You don't like the Ravens? I do like I do like Elmar, but he's sick. No, no, I don't like the Ravens, dude. I just okay. hate. I like Ravens fans more than I do Redskins fans because when I think of Redskins fans, I just think of Quinn and like this un like this more undying. So you root for teams that are actually like moderately okay. The Redskins <laughs> are fucking atrocious okay and like i would come I in from like class right in college all right whatever he, they're playing in a tough division okay and the eagles had the easiest schedule in the league last year and let's not forget that that's why they just waltzed their way to the one seed but i would come in from college class and like it'd be nfl draft like time and quinn would be like you know quinn he'd be like he'd be like yeah, dude, the Redskins just fucking, yeah, they just took this guy. I knew they were going to take him, dude. He's going to be an absolute stud for it. Like, <laughs> he is, like, so invested in, like, the sixth-round pick for the Redskins, thinking, like, that fucking matters when they play the Eagles and the Cowboys and they just get throat-punched every single time. <laughs> like, I do, but I do respect the Red, like, Nikki, Nikki Jeeves, like, they do love the skins, man. But that, dude, I know that's a, a tough handful one to root for, like Sam Howell this year. That's I think who they're... he's nice. Well, he's better than us. <laughs> uh, so we're off to a hot start on the gambling train for football this year. Browns plus two last night. They were down fourteen nothing. Came back and won by six or seven. That was a fucking lock. They were down, and then they won, but it was a lock. <laughs> lock. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the kid from uh, UCLA. He, oh, he yeah. What, wait, what team is he on? Browns. 
I'll give him he's this. Been he, on the, that, this isn't his first year, though. He was on them last year, right? No, no, he's a rookie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who knows, dude? That kid was almost my age when he was coming out, man. He, Jesus I know. Christ. He plays you can with buy some yourself juice. like he, five extra years now. He plays with a lot of fire. I remember, I'm curious what you think of this because I think it's so stupid but also hilarious. He played at Bishop Gorman in high school uh, in Vegas. It's like yeah. a big school. That's and a, always be, yeah, I was about to say Nevada. Yeah, he'd always be on ESPN. And I remember this one game I was watching him. And he scored a touchdown, and he lifted up his jersey, and underneath he was wearing a T-shirt, and the T-shirt says, <laughs> "The T-shirt said, if I wanted to play with kids, I'd have my own." What What are we doing? All right. Well, what are we doing? Did you set me up for that, or what? No. In high school, we had one of our buddies get like, like expelled from school, or like suspended <laughs> for a long time from. I scored a touchdown and I like pulled up my shirt and I had like a, like I had a picture of him and it said like free his name and and I caught like my like dad like told me after because he was the coach he was like he he like well he didn't like pull me aside but like he told me it was like a way bigger deal than it like should have been and I like I, was, I had no idea what I was doing because I just got like talked into that but. I thought you were, like, setting me up for that because, like, I literally scored a touchdown and for no reason it's just, like, the whole heat of the moment came over me and I was like, wait. Sh- like, wait, so that was a bad look that you did that? Like, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, no, it was, it was a bad look because I brought a little more light to a situation that probably shouldn't have had any light brought to it. That's all right. But that's in the, that's in the past and life goes on, you know, it's not yeah. the biggest, you know, last thing on football. Well, I will say I'm excited and I would, I would appreciate it if you watch so we could talk about it on the pod, but I know you're a stubborn guy as I can be too, but hard knocks, I think hard knocks with the jets, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's going to be really good. Really good content. And then uh, Johnny Manziel's Netflix is coming out the following. I think both are going to be. Wait, first epi? Content. The Manziel. First epi? Docs of hard docs? Yeah, next Wednesday. And then the Manziel comes out the following Tuesday. Do you think, like, Rogers is just, like, on his on his shit where he's just, like, like just being so audacious? Like, in every interview, he's just, like, got his hair, like, slicked back, no. and he's answering every question like this, like he's a philosopher. Because, like, so that's they, my favorite Aaron Rodgers, when he's, when he's just Nick, fighting. Nick Cage? Man. Nick Cage, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. Nick Cage, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, dude. Oh, my get, God, that's such a good description. You ever have your computer caged? Nick, yeah, Nick Cage. What does that mean? But I had friends in, at my old job that would do this from time to time. If I left my computer open, there's like this stupid hack where you can go and cage someone, and so literally your your computer like seizes, and it's just like Nick Cage pictures of Nick Cage, his head like a hundred times, just flashing all over your computer, and like you can't use your <laughs> computer. <laughs> Pretty absurd. But I will say Caged? no. I mean, dude. That sounds like Nick, a bigger hack a... to a device than fucking porn. 
Yeah, I don't watch porn, so I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Next, uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Last night I was watching the the Hall of Fame game and uh, making sure my bet covered, which it did. Um, and Rogers, you already said that. I know. Just want to remind people. Want to know? Want to know? Uh, no, Rogers came on and talking. He was talking with uh, Tarico and Collinsworth, which I'll say, both of those guys just. What do you think? I think chefs kiss. I mean, they're great. I think Mike Tarico is. Very, very, very good. If we're going back to the last episode, he's up there in the Chris Berman realm of voices. It just always sucks when you have to take the place of an all-time voice. And is there more all-time voices than Al Michaels? Like, No. Al Michaels is up there with the John Maddens, with the Ernie Johnsons, with the Kevin Harlans. Like... He is up there with the absolute great callers of all time. And, like, regardless, Harry Callis, if we're talking Philly faithful right here, Harry Callis is one of the best. Philly broadcasting is known for having some of the best. We were talking, well, we brought this up the other day. When yeah. Mark Zumoff had to go, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who replaced him in, in broadcasting the Sixers games. Whenever Mark Zumoff left, there was going to be disappointment. So yeah. I understand like, and, and Mike Tirico is an established name too, yeah. an established actually, name, but Col- it's Collinsworth, tough to replace Al Michaels. I agree. Collinsworth takes Collinsworth a lot of Collinsworth does his stuff, man. He knows. He, I know he takes a lot of yeah, heat, but I actually. Sure. He like, plays his I role actually, at this point. Yeah, he does. Honestly, they're, they're all great. I used to rag on Joe Buck as did the rest of the world. And, I think Joe Buck's actually really fucking good. Yeah, you hate Joe Buck. No, I don't hate Joe Buck anymore. Dude, Joe Buck. No, I don't hate Joe. Dude, how about Joe Buck in the month? How about Joe Buck in the month of October when he's like he's calling like uh well now and NFL has this new contract where they do Monday Night Football with ESPN. So he does Monday Night Football. He'll do a World Series game and then he'll be at Thursday Night Football. Whatever the fuck. I don't think he'll be doing all that shit in the same week. I don't think he does. Yeah, yeah, he's off the World Series. They got Vascurge. He does. It's Vascurgeon, right? No, there's that other guy too. I can't remember his name, but he's off. Dude, I think Joe. Like for me, like isn't it Matt Vascurgeon? Yeah, there's one other guy. I can't remember his name, but I I like Joe Buck when the Giants were humming early 2010s, like that stretch. Joe Buck was on all those calls, and like he he is just synonymous with. You know, October baseball. Um, he's the best. Uh, we're getting way lost in the sauce here. Quick side note, too. Al Michaels is a member at the club that I'm about to be caddying at. So I'm hoping we cross paths. And somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. Maybe, you know, I give him some good reads. He has a blackout day with the putter, and he gives me, you know, maybe he gives a me a grand. blackout day with the putter. Maybe Dude, that's grand. that's like me. That's like me not hoping for the money side of it, but hoping for the no, the, um, the experience side of it. Yeah. Um, at Squires, so now three times I've been one off going with Aaron McKee, who is the the all time Sixers one of the better players to play in the Sixers franchise, but the nice. Temple basketball coach currently, and like nothing more than I just want to be like, hey, coach. Um, you ever checked out Millersville basketball? They have this 
the center playing for him. He's pretty good. He's like six foot eight, and he's got he's got skills with both his hands. I just, I'm trying to like put my little brother on and like just be like, yo, just go check out one of these games. Like if if you're looking for if you're looking for a big man, Coach McKee, like he's a caddy here. Maybe take him as a caddy. Like imagine that though. Like just over caddies for him, and. And he just like, oh, maybe I'll just like look at his highlight tape real quick, and then like he's yeah. like, oh, he's not bad, and then he goes and watches one game and drops like forty points, and he's like, oh shit, I need him on my team. Like I'll be like, well, all it took was a little word from from old Ryan here. Yeah, that'd be epic. Um, Jason Bateman, you know. All right, Jason let's get Bateman. down. Yeah, I do. He's also he's also a member. Pepper there. Brooks, Pepper Brooks from Dodgeball. Pepper Jason Bateman's a member at fucking Bel Air. Pepper needs new shorts. Needs new shorts. Right in his beak. Right in his beak. Right in his beak. They show up. They show right. up in the wrong Let's jerseys. Go. They're wearing those like fucking porno jerseys with the with the assless chaps and shit. And they walk out and it's like dead quiet. And assless they, they, chaps. Bateman's just like that's rad. That's so so good. Um, but he's like, last he's, thing. He's back on. He's honestly got these glasses on. Yeah, he's honestly got. Yeah, these he does. He's like, we gotta find rad. a way to my next evolution of editing, and I gotta find a way to clip Bateman in or his character Pepper Brooks into that uh, into this pod. I will say though. Okay, so we took a long road there. Rogers was talking to Tariko last night, and. Uh, Rodgers truly does. I would watch out for the Jets this year because Rodgers actually seems like he's in a fucking pretty good spot, like mentally, physically. Obviously, he's got all the tools. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but he truly seems to be enjoying New York City, enjoying a fresh start. Sometimes that's what guys need, and um, he's got a lot of weapons around him, especially if they're about to sign Dalvin Cook. Like, I don't know if the Jets are all the way there. It's tough to come together with a new squad in one year, but like they're gonna they're gonna make some noise. I think they're gonna be dangerous, and I think Rodgers actually seems like he's in a, a real good spot. So, well, I feel like with how player dominant and like individual based all professional sports are becoming, these teams that come together in one off season that make their run for the for the Super Bowl might be coming more common, I feel like, because a lot of these guys get to this point where they feel established enough that they could play wherever the hell they want. So like they yeah. set their own boundaries and then like so they have their boundaries over here and then the league has their own personal opinion on which boundaries like that person should be bought. And then there's like a Venn diagram almost so then where's the crossover Who's willing to pay this? Yeah, and I think there's only a few guys like, like that though right now in the league. Like Rogers, one of them. I think. Yeah. Any, we, if a team needed a quarterback, well, Tom could Tom could play that role. Like those guys could literally yeah, like play sure. without a coach. But the thing is, is what I'm saying is like in a sport like basketball, that can that progression of like player dominance, like. Holding out on contracts, demanding money. That I'm not going to do this, this, and this. That can happen in a sport like basketball or baseball because there's not as many roster positions where you don't see as 
as immediate of an impact where football is a 53-man roster with a little bit more when you add training camp and all the competition that goes on before where it's going to take a little while, but in a couple years, the yeah. same point I say that the the worst team in the NBA still has a guy averaging 32 points a game. Like, yeah. There's going to be a guy on the fucking like Browns or the fucking Texans or whoever fucking sucks dick at football. Like, There's going to be somebody still putting up like 2,000 scrimmage yards like demanding that absolute max contract, you know? Yeah. I mean... I feel like we've seen this time and time again, though. Like, I mean, KD is actually an exception because, I mean, he joined an incredible Warriors team already. Not to point out my own team. But, like, I don't know. There's so many examples of guys, like, stars joining a team that you think well, I should say work. It started with Kawhi. It started with Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, it's become oh, a little absurd. Oh, you're talking about stars that should work. Oh, that's not Kawhi. No, I mean. But. No, I know, but th- th- there's so many examples of, like, stars jumping to a big team, and I guess, you know, Brady with the Bucks is an exception, but, m- you know, majority of the time it doesn't really pan out, and I think it's just a great example of the fact that sports really is, it, it comes down to, like, a large part of it is what is the team chemistry and camaraderie like? Is that team, do they fuck with each other? Do they get along? Do they really enjoy spending time with each other? Because... At the end of the day, these teams are on the road together for months at a time. They're spending countless hours every day together. Like, you got to mesh. It's not just about the talent. Um, and I feel like that, that happens every year at this point. Like, Harden just flopping team to team. KD jumping around. It's just like, and it doesn't always, it doesn't typically pan out. Um, A-Rod's a great example. A-Rod, fucking that guy. Joining the Yankees, they got one World Series from that guy. Jeter won like three or four on his own. Um, so anyway, I mean, it, dude, it's tough to affect different sports in different ways as like an individual because I don't know. There's so many like factors that aren't dependent on the actual game that are involved now. Like, there's so much involved that like in between, like when you step on and step off the field that like ultimately like make up more importance than like what you do on the field. It's like kind of yeah. crazy to be yeah. famous or like in, in the spotlight nowadays. Like, so say like, I don't know, this is a, this is a local example. Like say Trey Turner has a hot, like he's been playing, he's been in a bad little slump right now. Obviously he's is a he? great player, but Shut the fuck up. Um, I don't fucking know, dude. I just started watching this guy, man, one year. But How's Bryce playing? He's going through the learning the the learning curves at first. He makes he makes an error every once in a while and like a error that just like ooh yikes. Mm. He's never really played there before. But what position is he playing right now? See he plays first, dude. Oh wow! He like okay. the the prop the the ultimate problem I think he has as an outfielder is like you want to just track down every ball as an outfielder. So sometimes if there's like a in between hit ball in between first and second, uh, instead of him just like letting that ball go and hopping on the bag and just catching it for an out, like he feels this need to play the ball and then force the pitcher into some running to his side, make the catch, and step on the bag type of deal. But, I mean, 
Yeah. Again, we said they're playing like shit. They don't have any real run support. They're pulling games out of their ass. They have like 26 come-from-behind victories this year. Like Wow. Go ahead. I'll never forget my freshman year. I'm playing on the baseball team. I'm playing right field. We're playing at Tamil Pius High School, the red-tailed Hawks, and someone hits a screamer into right, like a liner, and I go field it and try to throw the kid out of first base and just air mail the ball in the parking lot. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Wait, from right field to first? Yeah, you know what that happens? Someone hits a shot and you can like throw them out at first. Well, I airmailed it into the parking lot. Over the dugout <laughs> into the lot. <laughs> I was not a I just can't player. imagine that. And yeah, the only reason I can't imagine that because in my mind, our high school field, like, behind it was wood. So, like, I'd be like, Uh-oh. in my mind, you're like, I threw it into the parking lot. I'm like... From first base, you threw it into left field. It's like you nah, fucking I mean, it was idiot. Like a, there's like a there's like a dugout there. Um, I went out to eat last Friday night, and I don't really sound off on restaurants, but I could go off on this place because <laughs> of just despicable me. Is that what we're gonna call it? Jesus Christ! Do you want to go, or should I just pop? Pop. All right. So we live in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Around Plymouth Meeting, Upper Dublin, Horsham area. So we're in Horsham. I go to Bonavia. I've driven by this place countless, countless, countless times. And I'm just wondering from from the outside, it looks like a little Olive Garden, but it doesn't have the Olive Garden logo. So maybe a step up and it's advertised as, as an Italian seafood place. Hmm. And is there a bigger red flag on a restaurant then we walk in me and Serena we walk in shout out the Phillies are coming on we ask for the Phillies okay there's four TVs we get the Phillies on all three which is just like over the top already but thank you okay everywhere I turn my neck the Phillies are on except for one corner the the fourth TV is showing Friday Night Smackdown Literally a live broadcast of Friday Night Smackdown in a sit-down, fine-dining Italian seafood place. So, I'm already, like, my blinkers are, like, up here right away. I'm like, this this cannot be right, okay? And then, bad thought on me, but I get a little spicy with the order. So, I, like, want to go with, like, this whole seafood, like, a triple on. A spicy meatball. So, I go with this... This seafood, like, triple entente. So, I try and get a little spicy with the order. We take the bread and the salad to start, just like any normal person would. But then I go, crab cakes as the appetizer, but can I get it as the entree? And then I'm going to get some lemon sauce chicken as the entree, as well as the linguine seafood, which comes with an assortment of different deep-sea critters. Is that, is that the right word? Critters? Treats? Sure. But, so they br- they bring that thing out, and there's like a little, like, I, again, bad thought on my part, but I forget what type of noodles linguine is, so I see this little, like, bare, round, hollow noodle thing. I grab it, and I eat it, and, like, immediately my stomach, like, comes, like, up into my throat, and I'm, like, feel like I'm going to throw up, and I'm like, dude, 
that was not a noodle. And they advertised it as a linguine seafood, but there was there was two shrimp, two pieces of salmon, oh. two of everything, and then like fifty eight calamari pieces, and not even fried calamari like in the breading, like bear. That's what I thought the fucking noodles were. So. Oh. Before I even realized it, I'm like huffing calamari. No idea that I don't like squid or that it doesn't agree with me. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god! Like I'm so. And then the crab, the crab cake comes. It doesn't come with a side of sauce. It comes absolutely doused in fucking yellow. We, I dude, I dipped the bread in it. It tasted like dishwater, dude. Like. <laughs> This is what I was saying. I don't fucking bash a place to the point where I will never be back. I don't. I normally give you at least two chances, especially when I get a recommendation to go there. And I, all right, I have a, someone, I have a soft spot for Olive Garden. To go? No, I driven by a bunch of times, but then like I told my parents, like, hey, I'm gonna go. Me and Serena are gonna go here, and then my dad chimes in. He's like. Oh yeah, Mr. Giamarco swears by this place, and he's the, just this history teacher I had when I went to Upper Dublin. But he was like, Mr. Giamarco swears by this place. I was like, Oh yeah, fucking right, a real Italian man swears by this place. This must be fucking great. Forgot the fucking yellow sauce on the crab cake. Tastes like dishwater, and I was so fucking mad, dude. It was just all horrible. The chicken, literally, I could have made. Like, I have a soft spot for Olive Garden. But I left that place saying I'd rather go to Olive Garden, and yeah. that's just not what I'm looking. Especially if I, okay, this is my last point. Especially if I'm paying a hundred dollars, and it's not the waitress's fault or the waiter's fault that the food was unsatisfactory to me. Okay, all they're gonna do is take the order, get us our drinks, and serve us the food like like she's or he has ever been like taught to do at that job. The people in the back, the people making the food, they're the one on salary. They're the ones with the benefits. They're the one that their hour, hourly doesn't matter if the food is good or bad or the experience is good or bad, you know? The fucking servers are. So why would I take it out if I think I had a bad experience? Why would I take it out on her and not give her a lot of money, you know? Yeah. So I'm in the tipping industry. I'm still tipping you a very reasonable amount of money. I'm not fucking made of money. I'm a fucking kid that lives at his parents' house, okay? But I'm not going to tip you 15% because you, like, not you didn't do anything because the fucking food wasn't fucking good to me. Like, I'm still giving you 40% because... If you get a tip like four, if you get a tip like forty percent, dude, imagine you're working in her. Put yourself in her shoes right now. You get a tip that's forty percent. You might even know the food is fucking ass here, but say you just did a good job and you thought you showed up and did a good job, and then the money showed up behind it to back it up. Then the next day, then the next week, then that whole month, then you're showing up like you fucking mean it to work, okay? <laughs> and you're overall making that restaurant better. Okay, yeah. so that's why you always fucking tip like you mean it because the people on salary and the people fucking waiting on you are making two fifty an hour, especially in Pennsylvania. The fucking the state minimum for minimum wage is seven fifty. Tell me what state around us is close to seven fifty minimum wage, dude. Jesus, Cole. I could go off, but that that was what I just wanted to pop off on that little experience right there. What are you going Always back? tip your waiters, waitresses. 
I will not be back to that restaurant. Okay, I've you I've seen enough. The only reason, no, the only reason that I would have come back to try maybe a different because I don't want to try the chicken parm. I can make a chicken parm. My mom makes a chicken parm. Everybody and their mom makes a fucking chicken parm. Okay, I wanted to show up for the random shit. But the only thing that would have like been like the redeeming quality. Okay, I'll come back in one more time and try a whole different realm of options if their bread and their salad was good. It literally looked like they they thawed the bread like in oh my god I, I done done Bonavia and Horsham sorry deuces deuces fellas deuces and all the Yelp reviews say like all the oh, oh all the Yelp reviews say oh you walk in everyone's speaking Italian it's such an authentic place I don't give a shit if it doesn't fucking taste good <laughs> Jesus <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Next time you come to California. All right, that was fine. power hour right there. That was nice. That was a good. That was a good segment. Um, yeah, there's a spot down the street. It's like a seggy, a seggy, not a segment. Seggy. What was that segment presented by? Uh, that was presented by the newly renovated Rosario's Pizza here. You local pizzeria in Orland. Pretty three more dollars for a yeah, this way you gotta spend your money, Rosario's, 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 or order those Sicilian if you want that kind of Luigi's. All right. You sound like you're underwater. Like that might not have come through at all, um, but it's all good, dude. My all right. blind spot. Well, I was going for a plug. Well, I don't know if it's gonna. We'll, we'll find out in the post. Uh, my Italian spot, Cafe Sorella. In uh, Fairfax, California, I th- I've been going. I thought it was Milano. No, that's in La Jolla. Cafe Milano kind of sucked, honestly. I think Pasquale and your people in Philly at that fucking place might be working together. They they hit you. It, it's kind of bullshit, man. Uh, this isn't a take against Italians. I love Italians, but they're sneaky sometimes. Like Pasquale at Cafe Milano might be running a little bit of a counterfeit operation. You, you, you go in there with the fucking lamp, with the fishnets, you know, you, you, you're kind of like, you hear him talking Italian to you, and then they kind of, you know, the food is just kind of eh. Kind of eh. What did I just um, say? What was happening, dude? They were exactly, speaking Italian up front, and they had fucking WWE Smackdown on in the back. That's yeah, not Italian. That's fucking you know, Nacho Libre. I don't think legit food spots or restaurants have TVs in them. I don't know yeah. of many. Like that might be a red flag in itself. If you go to a, a nice, a nice quotation marks restaurant, and if there's TVs in there, I don't know, man. Anyway, Cafe Sorella. They don't try to act like they're Italian as shit. You go in there, they're just blue collar, hardworking people. The food is reasonably priced. The pasta is fucking delicious. The bread is absurd. They give you cold butter. They don't heat up the bread. They give you cold butter. It's not, it, dude, it's phenomenal. Here's the best part, though. I, I think you'll appreciate this. They walk around with a, literally the size of a tire of Parmesan cheese. And they have this fucking little, like, hack fucking thing. And they fucking, and they're like chiseling at the cheese and then they knock it off of the wheel and then they give it to you. And it is so good. Like that shit is straight off the boat from Italy. Like it is incredible. What kind of cheese? Parmigiano. Damn. 
Have you ever Parmesan. seen the the way they make mozzarella, dude? Mozzarella no. is crazy. How they like dunk it in the water and shit. My mom made a pretty absurd lasagna the other night. I think that's gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna start making lasagnas, putting them away in the freezer, and just like for those days when you don't want to cook and you don't feel like doing anything, just take that bitch out, heat it up. Well, yeah, because that's so much more satisfying than heating up like chicken and rice too. You like you got a little sauce, a little pasta, I do, a little meat. I do there. love rice. I love rice. Oh yeah. Yeah, rice obviously, but like I'm fresh rice. I don't like I don't like the heated yeah. up rice as much. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in like seven days. I told you I'm on a sabbatical. Same. Feels really good. Never on a break. No, I will not go on sabbatical. Yo, do you know PJ Fleck? Feels good. I know the name. Right, head that coach, coach for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. By the way, what a name that is. That's a great. That is a he, great. Wait, he. Yeah, it's up there with the TCU Horned Frogs as one of the better names buddy, in college sports. Shout out, shout out, Big Mike, my buddy Mike. He went to TCU. His uh, fantasy football name is the Horny Frogs. Uh, has yet to win win a uh, a championship, but it's a good it's a good name. I think I'm going to change my fantasy name this year. The West Marin Wildlings. Is that even a play on words, or that's just what are you call? Like the Wildlings from I was gonna say from Thrones. Yeah, you are the Wildlings out there, dude. The Wildlings. You guys are like the Aztec Indians, dude. We've been we've been shit. One more thing. One more thing. You just said fantasy. So if I'm going to the beach tomorrow after UPS or after my loop, and (laughs) we're going to this this our buddy from high school, his older brother. They're playing down there as a band in a concert. But my buddy, he lost the Fantasy Football League, and he has to do his punishment this weekend, and the punishment is to wear a dress out in public. So this guy's wearing a dress to his older brother's band's concert. And they're gonna be like, oh, my God. Probably front row, just, like, going off. That's going to be so Yo, funny. Do you, follow, do you follow the Inspired Unemployed on Instagram? No, I do not, but I do know the account. Do I stop with the verbs? I don't know how much people really enjoy hearing the burp, but I don't know. I mean, you do what you got to do. Dude, if I mute on my burps, that would be just like, that would be. Fucking can, loser things can, to possibly we can do. Cut him out too. Um, I just had one more thing in the sports world. Um, we got the Ryder Cup coming up. Uh, Ryder Cup coming up in Roma in Sept- at the end of September. And uh, one of the the oh, stalwarts. How about nice. that word? How about that word? A stalwart. Um, <coughs> Justin Justin Thomas. He is. Are you okay, dude? <laughs> I think Stove is dying. I muted my mic. I muted my oh mic. My that was God. a good job. On the fly, right, I, need a like, ca- I need a cough button. You like that word, stalwart? Stalwart. Back to my point. Justin Thomas, he has been Look a stalwart on the... I know. I'm trying to talk. JT has been a stalwart on the Ryder Cup team for the past, I don't know, three or four Ryder Cups. And he is currently 
on the outside looking in. He is not looking like he's going to make the team. He needs to basically put on a big showing at the Wyndham Championship this weekend in North Carolina and shot even par yesterday. Not really looking up for JT. I don't, I don't think he's going to make the team, and that's tough because he's been dominant on the U.S. team. Well, also, he speaks, he speaks also when, he speaks partner. He's Jordan Spieth's partner in the Ryder Cup. They're always together. Oh, always Jordan Spieth. I think it's Speaks. I was no. going to say, Wyndham Clark is easily winning the Wyndham Championship this weekend, right? He's not playing in it. He doesn't need to play in the Wyndham. The Wyndham is for guys that are trying to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, which I think is down to 75 players this year. So there's like three major champions, JT, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry, who are all on the, on the outside of the bubble looking in, trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, Wyndham Clark, great year. He's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Damn, really? Mm-hmm. Is he at an ascension? He won the Wells Fargo. He won the U.S. Open, and he's had yeah, he's had an awesome year. Damn, good for Wyndham Clark. Shout out. There's going to be some guys. Him, Keegan Bradley, who's probably going to be on the Ryder Cup. I think he's been on it before, but it's been quite a while. Uh, Max Homa is going to be a first timer on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, Cameron Young will be a first timer on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, the, 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 and then the rest of the guys, I think, have all have all been on the team. Brooks will be on the team. No Bryson this year. Brooks. No Bryson. No DJ this year. DJ's usually on the team. Dude, I've been having this thing where, so I'm starting to really like. It's tough for me to say, like, I because I don't really think I swing correctly as a golfer but my arms are definitely longer than my torso like i can like i can pretty much scratch my knees without bending over think about that first of all stand up and try and scratch your knees without bending over how close do you get can't do it i get to the top of my knee like i don't know if this is i don't know if this is exemplary but like jesus christ but like I'm right now, I'm bare. I'm like going from like straight up to like here, like I'm scratching my knees right now. Damn. So like I don't know if like because my arms are so long, like because you know like everyone's like oh you're like you're tall, you need long clubs, right? Like to really get to the ball. I don't think I need that, and I'm finally coming to this realization where like I've been trying to morph my swing like based off like what people think and like i really just have been starting to think like i gotta understand like my arms like even though i'm like six four like my wingspan is probably like six 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 seven ish so like i don't know if i really need long clubs because like when my arms are like fully out like Hmm. for me to like fully swing down and compress the ball I can't be like, that's why I feel like when I have my best swings, I chunk the ball and I'm starting to think like my clubs are too long. Is that like a crazy thought to have? I was running that by my friend who's like a real uh, good golfer the other day. My clubs are an inch extended. (laughs) I'm hitting the ball just fine. Keegan Bradley though, I think is similar to you. He has long arms and he's a taller guy. And I think he uses, he's always kind of hunched over. I think he uses like regular size clubs. I don't exactly know why, but, uh, but I think, but I think I've also developed this weird like muscle memory where I like hunch myself over without even thinking about it, 
when I should completely be standing up in my stance, you know? Yeah. Do you use, uh, what size is your grips on your clubs? <laughs> I don't, that's, I don't know that shit. I use the, the medium size. I switched from the standard to the medium a couple of years ago. Made a massive difference. Yeah, I definitely need as, like, big as possible, if that's an option. There's there's regular, me, standard, medium, and jumbo. I don't, I, I used to have jumbos. It's too much. It feels like you're swinging a fucking tennis racket. Like one of those um, big, big pencils back in elementary school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got stabbed. I stabbed myself, I think, with a pencil back in elementary school. This was in second grade. Can you see that? Uh... No. Right there. Right there. I can see that. It's so grainy. No? Okay. I have a piece of lead that's been in my hand since I was in second grade. It's been in the same spot. Damn. It doesn't Um, hurt anyone? No, it doesn't hurt at all. All right. All right. This is not a high thought because I'm not high. It's 9.30 in the morning. And uh, I'm just drinking a lot of coffee. But, dude, I, I, I had this kind of epiphany the other day driving around West Marin out in the, out in the country. The concept of, uh, of traveling and the concept of geography and then the different topographies within certain places is a very, very, very cool concept. And just the ability to go see different places with different terrain and just the, the, the variety you get of just even in this country, in this area, like just in California, even Northern versus Southern is so cool. and something that, uh, you know, as I'm getting older, I, I really appreciate. I just think experiencing different climates and topographies and I mean, thinking I'm about, I'm definitely thinking about how that came to be is that's, that's exciting. That's exhilarating yeah, stuff. That's but. probably the more compelling thought is like, yeah, why is this? part of mountain and why is all this like downhill on the side like that's when you really it's like dude that's years and years and decades and and centuries and millenniums of like water just wearing away at this earth that dude that's when you really that's what that's why you had to put the the little asterisk that you're not high because like that's when you start thinking about it like a little too much it's like Mm -hmm like erosion and like over time and the way that all that like works and like to think about maybe just a little offset in like some tectonic plates where there's a little slide that could create like a different mountain range or a different like peak in a mountain or a massive tsunami that like ends up like being mm-hmm. detrimental to a lot of people like it could be good or it could be bad it could be interesting i was watching videos on tsunami like the biggest waves ever and shit last night like in portugal where there's swells oh you watch a hundred foot wave yeah like that that shit how sick is, is that fucking dude it's death defying man dude like, the cojones water would you yeah, on, on would those you, guys is, and the is women? water Sorry. more scary than space Dude, the ocean is a terrifying place. Like, <laughs> what's more unknown, the water or space? I mean, space for like sure. Like space, but space for sure. Yeah, space it's just for sure. Ending, but the ocean yeah. is like ninety nine point nine nine percent like undiscovered. Like it's yeah, it's, exactly it's so vast. Like so, 
space is like you have an unlimited amount of thoughts. You, like the, there could literally just be like they could be playing Xbox in space or whatever, like something so simple. But like the stuff that you find like in the depths of the ocean, like that stuff has been like concrete and history and like not changeable for like thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of years, dude. Like think about it. even dude, even it's... if like even if like we went like dude, say we just we flew across the middle like the Atlantic Ocean to Europe and I just like threw a quarter out of the fucking window or something and then it just floated to the bottom. Like I just threw a twenty twenty three quarter to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean that someone will maybe find one day. It's just fucking like Bananas that, to open that was a high thought. Like that. that was a high, very high comment to make. Oh but no, I hear you I for hear sure. You. <laughs> I'm coming in you. with all the high thoughts, <laughs> dude. Think yeah, about that, bro. The, like, no, Amelia Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude, you're cut off. I'm cutting you off. That, that show, though, like great plug for anyone that needs a good TV show. The Hundred Foot Wave on uh, on HBO. It's a uh, it's the largest wave in the world. It's in Nazare, Portugal. And people have the stones to get on the, a surfboard and ride, try to ride that wave. It's the craziest fucking thing to me. And there's plenty of women that do it too. They're just absolute savages. Um, and I mean, they're like, and I can only imagine too, like what that high must feel like. It must be, and that's the reason they keep coming back. Dude, that euphoric. Feeling, dude, it's, yeah, it's on like, I mean. Yeah, because they're putting their, their, their lives in jeopardy every time they go out there. And they have a, a lot of these people have families and they're risking everything that they have for this fucking feeling of their, that they get from this wave. It's crazy. Um, that'd be a tough way to go, though. There are some gnarly. I mean, people die surfing every year. There are some gnarly wipeouts and like injuries that happen out there and they document it all. And it is very, very, very compelling stuff to watch. Dude, like water is just. It's interesting. It's scared. I don't know. I get like weak. The ocean. Like I'm scared of heights, but I might be more scared of water, man. The ocean is a is a powerful place, and I'll leave the listeners with this again. Not hide, but like I I'm I was raised Catholic. I was raised. I went to Catholic school, and uh, I don't. I'm not religious anymore. I don't practice. Like whatever. But I actually feel the most like you know quote-unquote spiritual when i go in the ocean and that i mean you're literally like that is the most in the earth that you can possibly be in my mind and that's when i feel closest to like whatever people believe in or like i i don't know that's a very like do you feel do you feel like some some different stuff like some some extracurricular or some other realm stuff happens to you when you're doing that though like no, if I, you are no. if you are no. in the water like are you get are you getting nibbled on the toes by some fish or is like no. a crab giving you a little love pinch no <laughs> no i did write down though on, on this i'm just trying to like ask you what you really feeling dog like come on i just feel good i feel <laughs> just relaxed i'm not i'm not on a screen i'm not on a screen i'm not stressed i'm not worried i'm not you know, typically I'm in the water. I'm not thinking about the past or worried about what's to come. I'm just kind of like there, floating, hanging out, dodging waves. That's just that's just, that cold water's good for you. It's good for your skin. Do you body surf? Shit. 
Yeah, I was body surfing last week down in Southern California in San Clemente. Body body surfing is so like the best form of surfing. If so I had fun. to say, I love yeah. fucking the fact that you can just use your body to just ride a wave all the way into shore is fucking nuts. It's fun to practice too because there's a, like a form and an art to it. You want to kind of yeah. catch it going down the side, and you kind of want to have your arms like fucking together, and you're like a fucking dolphin at that point. You're just. <laughs> Dude, I love when people think they're like they're riding waves sick. Like you see some people like they're riding one, they pick their head up in the middle and like they like look around and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you like walk out there and you just ride it. You don't pick your head up at all and like you literally become a beached whale. Like there's no more water for you to even fucking surf on because you rode it all the way and you're like, dude, stop fucking celebrating whatever the hell you were just celebrating back there. Yeah. Like, I'm on the shore right now. If you're not out there for, like, you just to have fun and just to enjoy it, then, like, truly, truly, what are you doing? Um, I, I put on the pod, I put on the pod list of uh, topics. I put shark or snake. Um, I'm personally terrified of snakes. Like, that is my biggest fear on the planet. And I, I literally would rather... It, encounter a great white in the ocean than encounter like a fucking water moccasin in florida or a rattlesnake out here thoughts on that really? is that crazy yeah i mean dude snakes are just like there's no there's no sharks that are poisonous you know like if you're getting no, like killed the shark by a might shark, bite your leg off like, yeah, but, like, you at least know you're getting fucking killed by the shark. Like, you could maybe, like, see, like, no. a frog in the wilderness, and he, like, jumps on you, and you're like, oh, look at the frog. And then, like, five minutes later, you're like, <laughs> and you're, like, fucking keeled over dying, and you're like, I didn't know what was happening. It's like, <laughs> well, sorry, we didn't explain to you that that, that, that light brew, blue, that that Carolina blue toad actually is the most poisonous frog in North America, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about snakes, right, but yeah. Bad. Dude, just the way a snake All looks, right. the way Well, it I'm thinking like... reptiles, amphibians, shit like that, dude. Like, I was in Florida last year. We played golf in, like, wherever, Ponte Vedra, and we saw <laughs> We're gator, talking snakes. We saw, we saw gators and wa a couple water moccasins in the same round. And at that point, I'm just, like, fucking watching my every move, just, like, head on a swivel. Like, that shit is... Yeah. That shit terrifies me. I'm not a... If, I'm anti If you're scared to love, I'm death-defying, dude. That shit is fucking scary. scary. Like, that's the shit they make, like, horror films about. We're, we're about to hit the hour 40 deep on the epi. Definitely some clippage. Yeah, so I played in this caddy member tournament last Sunday, this most recent Sunday. Um... Scrambles are the worst thing to ever I don't do like to scrambles. any person. Scrambles, like, like, even if I, like, was amazing at golf, I would not have my heart in a scramble at all. Like, that was the dumbest shit I've ever been a part of in my life. I cannot even fucking, like, I can't stress that enough. That was ridiculous. Like, they're like, like, why aren't you trying? It's like, okay, I am trying. I mean, it should not be hitting good shots, but... We're hitting fucking Joe Schmo's drive from the left bunker just because it has a club length to the right 
a little more of a look than my like, that's, dude. That's just, like I'd rather just play my fucking ball at that point and suffer and like give me triple bogey, dude. Don't fucking yeah. make me act like I'm good at golf. Like, oh, we got a par here. Like, fuck that shit, dude. It's not even my ball. Yeah, I'm not big on that. I uh, I snuck on to the local McKenzie course on Monday where I had been previously booted from in the past. I had a, I showed up with a new alias, a new story, and uh, I got I got on there and played 18. Give me give me the story. Uh, I showed up with a buddy who caddies out at a couple clubs in the city. He'd never been out there, so we're like, dude, let's just send it and like see what happens and give it a go. And we showed up, and there's like a marshal that sits up on the top of the where the first tee is, like where the clubhouse is. There's no, there's not like a lot of people around, and the marshal's with his kids. And I show up, and uh, I'm just like, hey man, like, and usually they don't have a list, but he's like, hey, like checking in. I'm like, yep. And he opens his book, and he's got like a list of like people who can play. And he's like, you on this list? I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm like, no. Uh, I just started, and thankfully he like didn't ask me where I worked at the club because I was about to say like I just started at the bar or something. But like I got all my golf shit on. Like I don't think I work at a bar. And uh, I'm like, yeah, my buddy just started too. We came over from the Olympic Club, and uh, we just wound up getting like a deep, somehow like a deep conversation about. The guy happened to be a cop. He tells us he's a cop. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, this guy's going to sniff us out. And I know a buddy of mine's dad is a cop or was a, was a longtime cop in the city. And he happened to know the guy. We totally just veered the conversation from me just joining as an employee here to like the police force and what's going on in the San Francisco and all like the just the, the total demise of the city got him thinking about other shit and then uh, I was pretty nervous because a couple guys finished their round drove up in carts and I used to work for these guys at this course so I was terrified that they're gonna remember what I look like at that point my heart starts like pumping I'm like oh we're about to get fucking kicked off and totally embarrassed and uh thankfully like those guys left I guess they didn't recognize me and we teed off and uh yeah like got out there and Played 18, and the first like four or five holes, I'm like you're constantly looking over your shoulder, like oh fuck, is someone gonna roll up in a cart and be like, yo, you lied to me, you got me. Like, thankfully they didn't. And uh, yeah, we played. I played really good too. I shot 79 and fucking doubled 17, just like a brain dead double. And uh, the course is so so good too. It's like that's why I wouldn't do that. I What's the course called? Out. The Meadow Club. It was it was Alistair McKenzie's first golf course that he built in America. That's such a it's good name, Alistair. Alistair McKenzie. Yeah, it's super super good. Alistair McKenzie. But I'm 27, and I think a lot of my friends and family should would say that I should stop doing that. But I don't know. I've always learned my lessons the hard way. While you're young, yo yo live call live call Philly yo. What's up, Mike? Hey, are you good for that 315? Yeah, I'll be there. Alright, I'll put you in tomorrow. I don't know if you saw Yeah, with Tyler? Yeah, Tyler and uh, Anderson, you good? Yeah, I'll be there. My bad. I gotta accept him on the app. Alright, later. 
said to talk to the big boss, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see if Bel Air has um, employee play on Mondays because that place looks insane. They're actually about to have the U.S. women's junior amateur out there, I think, this week. Um, they're going to get to catch a little bit of it on TV, but it looks fucking awesome. I love how, like, when you, like, really dive into golf, how many side tournaments or, like, ad-libs on tournaments are. The, the USGA, West Coast, California only, um, <laughs> Sand Bunker Classic, but you have to live in Marin County or in no, La Jolla, or you had to be snob. born in 1997. I'm not a golf snob. Don't make me have to be a fucking snob. And also, I don't know. No, no, I know. I'm just saying it's so crazy how, like, for every type of tournament, like, there is, like, qualifications. Like, the member, the the women's member member better ball alternate shot five different ways to Sunday. I put this as a goal. I don't know. We're not pacing great. My handicap just went up a little bit. I want to get down. I think I got to get to a one to enter into like U.S. Open local qualifying next year. I, again, this is I'm not taking this that seriously. This is like a joke. It'd be, I just want to compete for fun, and I'm gonna get my Dude, fucking ass one. handed to me. Yeah, I'm a four point three right now. Oh, it's. One dude, you would have to be lights out, man. I'm three points away. Willis. I know I'm three points away from getting there. I literally just, I need to be able to get to the point where I stop. Make I cannot make doubles in rounds because I'm gonna make bogeys. Bogeys aren't gonna kill you because I'll make birdies. I cannot make doubles anymore. It can't happen. Like I just, I have to stop. And it's not that fucking hard to not make a double either. But I like it. I don't know. You're kind of addicted, though, to doubles. Oh, I'm good for one most rounds. Like, yeah. And I, I made it the other day. I was playing clean as fuck. Like, I, I was all pars and bir- I was all pars, bogeys, and birdies up until 17. Hit one out of bounds, and then I'm up on the green with a look to make a bo- I got a just two putt from like 20 feet to make bogey. Three putt. There's double. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was just kind of a brain-dead double. I mean, like, dude, every kind of double is brain-dead, right? Like, if, you, if you're actually good at golf, if you manage to double, it's at some point yeah. brain-dead. There are, there are unlucky doubles, for sure. Like, there are things that happen. Like, if you get a bad kick or something, like, I don't know. But, yeah, most, most yeah, doubles and up are all brain-dead. I made a quad the other day on 18, which was nice. Uh, I needed to make a par. I went... <laughs> I birdied 17, par 3, and then fucking, like, pretty straight away par 4 on 18. Made a quad. I haven't made a quad in a while. That hurt. I got one or two more thoughts. Talk about high thoughts. What if, like, you, like, you know how obviously, like, you have your pets and, you like, you pet them and you say goodbye and whatnot. What if, like, humans didn't have pets, but they treated their parents like their pets? So, like, every time I left my house, like, I would go up to my couch and, like, come up behind my dad and, like, rub him on the face and be like, oh, you're such a good boy. I'll see you later. (laughs) Or, like, I'm, like, going to bed and I, like, like, come out from the bathroom and I start patting my mom on the head. I'm like, good night, mom. Good night, mom. (laughs) That's pretty stupid. 
My mom has a fucking kidney stone, so she's like laid up on the couch, can't really move. So like when I say goodnight to her the past couple of nights, I gotta like go next to her, like kneel down and like fucking put my arm around her and tell her it's gonna be alright. Good night, mom. Good night, mom. You gotta give her the old the old doggy house treatment. Sure. Pretty absurd comment by you, but yeah. A pretty absurd thought. But think about it. Imagine that. Alright. So is Morning wood is the use of morning wood because guys are absolute hornballs or because our body is so smart? Because if I wake up with morning wood, there's all this blood in that area of my body that there's no possible chance that there could be urine. So, like, I can't pee my pants. So, I'm starting to think it's like a it's like a body's natural reaction for you to like get hard in the morning so you don't pee your pants, you know, because like when you're young, you pee your pants because like you physically cannot get hard. You're just a little boy. But like once you, once you hit puberty, everybody you become, pees their pants. It's the coolest. I don't yeah, the coolest. But isn't that, dude, is that not perplexing to think about? Like, you, how many times do you think, like, you should have potentially peed your pants and you just wake up and you just have morning one, you're like, word, thank God. Dude, that's something I've never thought about. I just think it's a natural bodily function. But I still wake up, you know, a little rocked up. I can still pee. You just got to sit. Everyone knows this. But it goes away when you pee. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because the bladder that you would be peeing your pants with, or the urine that you would be peeing your pants with, has been blocked up by all the blood. So then you finally give it a chance to come out, and it goes in the toilet, so then you're fine. (laughs) Ergo, morning wood is why guys don't pee their pants. Hot take. I don't know if I've ever pissed my pants. One more. I pissed my pants. Come on now. Oh, listen to this. My aunt right. told me last week. I thought this was hilarious. She told me when I was seven. I don't recall this, but apparently I took my pants off in the hot tub when I was seven. All my cousins <laughs> and my family were in there, and I pooped in the hot tub while everyone was in it. And my uncle, who's a fucking dickhead, got pissed, obviously. Nathan, uh, you dickhead. <laughs> Nathan! <laughs> Oi! <laughs> That show's great. Dude, they took it off. They took it off HBO. Chris Liley's contract was not fine or whatever. Or he was saying too much fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Alright, one more thing. Alright, wrap it up. My armpits. Have you ever shaved your armpit hair? Absolutely not. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay. What were you so, looking for? I... I said to Serena the other night that I had never shaved my armpits or even thought about it. Like, I've never, it's never even crossed my mind once to, like, be like, oh, yeah, let me trim my armpits. Let me shave them. And she was like, she was like, that's crazy. Like, that's absurd. Like, you're, I was like, yeah, the the hairs in my arms are 25 years old. Like, these are some of the oldest hairs on my body. Literally. But, like, but, like, dude. I like why would you ever shave your armpit hair? Like right? Or am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Emily Ratajkowski like, grew out weird. her armpit hair at one point. 
Is that a turnoff? Is that a turnoff? I think it's a turnoff. No, but that falls in line with your fucking allegiance to your sports teams. Emily Ratajkowski is basically one of your sports teams. Like you just fucking love her. <laughs> I love the way she looks. I don't love her. I don't fucking know her. Uh, on the um, armpit train, yo, do you before you go to bed? If you take a shower, do you put do you put uh, fucking deodorant on before bed? Mm-hmm. No, dude. I barely put deodorant on like in the normal day. I barely brush really? my teeth. Yeah. Really? Dude. Okay. I don't, I don't. I like brush my teeth like once every couple of days. <laughs> what? Because, dude. dude. Yo, like, yo. If you have dry skin, and you put on moisturizing lotion a lot. Like your your skin just gets more dry. If you want your skin to get moist, just don't shower and don't put on lotion for a while. Like, Condoms if your teeth great. feel dirty and gross. All right, fine. If your teeth feel dirty and gross, like, my teeth only feel more, like, disgusting if I brush my teeth, honestly. Like, when I don't and all that fucking fluoride isn't on my teeth, I it's crazy. I know. And I feel the same Dude. way about showering. It's like I only feel like <laughs> I only really fucking shower, like, when I this, this, see it essential to shower. This might be the most, like, West Coast like West Marin hippie thing that I do, but I have gotten to the point where, and I, I firmly believe this, like, dude, I use like the organic hippie ass toothbrush or toothpaste. I use oh, for the, sure. Yeah. The, I'm on board with that. I use the hippie ass deodorant. I don't use the dove or the, I don't use any of that shit. Yeah, I use the organic. That shit dries soap. your skin out more. Dude. And there's hella chemicals and all of that stuff. Oh, nice. That looks delicious. There's chemicals and all that shit, and I'm not, this is not me breaking the internet, but like, you know, a lot of people get cancer and wonder why they have cancer and why these things happen. I'm not unconvinced that it's because of the simplest shit that you use every single day that goes into your body that's ass for you, so. I mean, Big, natural, natural organic guy. Always will be. I might die getting eaten by a shark, yeah. but I'm not going to die because of my fucking deodorant has mercury in it or whatever. Or not not, not a mercury, aluminum. Yeah, I mean, we just literally talked about fucking absolute jib-jab for what, the, two hours almost. Full, full spew fest. I've held off this it's shit for two hours. It's 10-12. I got a meeting in 20. I got a roll. Episode right. 7. Oh, yo. Tony Bennett, R.I.P. Tony Bennett died. I think we used his I Left My Heart in San Francisco for the uh, Virginia song. Tony Bennett? No, the singer. I was about to say, what? No. You know who I'm talking about? Tony Bennett, the coach of Virginia Hoops? No, I'm talking about the OG. That guy died? No. Jeez, all right. Sorry, Tony Bennett from Virginia. My bad, homie. All right, Epi 7, closing out, what are we, first week of August? And we're actually going to be picking it up a little bit. I think we have a, we have a, in like, this might be after the fact, but in-person interview, Morgan's interviewing Flats, NFL coach, this, and then Morgan's set back up at his place. He's finally not homeless anymore. I'm locking back in on my stuff. NFL season is on the cusp, so we don't have to keep making up fucking stupid headlines with baseball and whatever the hell's going on. So we're going to have some actual content pumping now. If you're watching, 
or listening hey. this far into the episode, congrats to you. We're congrats still here. to you. We, yeah, we're we're about two hours into this fucking spew. If someone is listening to this and you hit me up or Ryan up, I will send you a nice bottle of wine or like a joint or whatever you want. But keep it let's keep it reasonable. But I will I will send something to that someone. Uh, but I'll need them to tag nah, the podcast. I, no, I have a, I have a better offer. I have a better offer. I have a better offer. What's your offer? If you're listening to the if you're listening to this exact moment, you can request somewhere between one and two dollars from me on Venmo, and I will give you the money. What do you do with right. two dollars? That's wipe your ass money. In today's world, in California, yeah, it is. In Philadelphia, <laughs> it goes a little farther. <laughs> Jeez! Imagine the golf course in America where you can spend two dollars and get on it, get a tee time. Think that exists? Probably, yeah. No, I don't believe so. Unless it's in Amish country, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Last thing too, we we need you. I need you. I need your eyes on the screen watching uh, U.S. Open tennis. I think it starts next week up in. Flushing Meadows, New York. Cool name. Yeah, and I'll actually be there soon enough for a concert, too, so that's what probably why I'm going to lock it a little more, just because it's in Flushing. Flushing. But what what do we say? Like, it's so much easier to hone in on fucking major tennis than any of the mid-majors or the side ones. Like, golf or a lot. Like, we even know, we're talking about the Wyndham Championship and Wyndham Clark, like, I don't know nothing about anything that doesn't I'm happen not gonna, in the four majors of tennis. I'm not going to watch a second of the Wyndham Championship this weekend in North Carolina. And I'll never, you'll never catch me dead watching non-major championship tennis unless it's maybe at like the Palm Springs venue, which apparently is a pretty lit event. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see. You think Alcaraz is going to repeat? He's Joker playing. Yeah, I don't think COVID's an issue there anymore, so I would, I would think so. Real um, question is, is Kyrgios playing? I'm going to go with a hot... <laughs> That's your boy. No, I'm going to go with a hot take. Oh, that's hot take. It's probably not that hot. But uh, neither of those two are going to win. It's going to be just a random, hmm. an absolute random. It's going to be... It's gonna, It's not going to be Tiafo. It's going to be that, that news anchor American that went to the, to the final eight. What the hell was his name? Oh, Eubanks? Yeah, Eubanks. He's going to win. You know who I don't love is that Taylor Fritz kid. also a gas because... uh, But, dude, he's a young young stud, Mr. Fritz. He's kind of a cuck. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his hair. I mean, what if he... Again, this, you you make all these claims. It's like, what if he thinks you're a cuck? Oh, I know. Like, you're just making claims that are just thrown out there, not factual. Uh, 100%. I'm all about it. Same thing with... I feel the same way about Mahomes. Can't stand the guy. Jackson Mahomes. That's your boy. He's in he's in hot water. As soon as you bring up Jackson Mahomes, I think it's time to end the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We do love you. I gotta now that we're getting to the end, I can kinda get a little undone here. I'm gonna pick my nose a little. Look at my phone. Sorry about that. Um I always feel like somebody's watching me. (laughs) Got a late loop today, early loop tomorrow. Are we still recording? Yeah, I'm still here by myself, I think. 
late loop today, early loop tomorrow, dry reef playing in Avalon, New Jersey tomorrow night. I will be there. The Woods family will be there. The O'Donnell family will be there. The Gillen family will be there. Mike Gillen, Lost Fantasy, he'll be there in a dress. And I'll be like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Love you all. Solo Stove. Spewing off the dome ski. Be a little mistake without me.